you're looking at increasing clouds as we head into your Friday afternoon, and temperatures will find their way into the upper 80s, and thunderstorms are likely later on today, and chances will continue through this evening. The weekend starts off a little foggy, then scattered to widespread storms are likely to get going in the afternoon, highs in the 80s. From the Weather Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football, we head to the SEC West as the 14th-ranked LSU Tigers hit the road for a showdown with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Hi, this is Greg Daniels. Join Steve Berline and me for all the action. Jaden Daniels looks to lead the Tigers to a tough road victory, but Will Rogers and the Bulldogs will look to remain undefeated on the season. Number 14, LSU, taking on Mississippi State. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Coverage starts Saturday morning at 1130 right here on WRUF. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball, ESPN 98, 1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98, 1 FM, and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, before I take phone calls, I, I'm going to do something that I'm going to have difficulty in doing. But I, I want to uh, give tribute to somebody that was very uh, instrumental in getting me here uh, and was a terrific teacher here. Uh, I was leaving here yesterday and got word that John Rosenrod had passed away and uh, he was a long time teacher in our college a mentor to me just a terrific so WRUF Gainesville U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios we are ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF I'm not exaggerating when I say this QC Kinetics can change your life you can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery hi it's Steve Russell QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine they take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Hey, North Florida, it's Jared, your trusted off-road and marine service director at Polaris of Gainesville. I'm back to remind you that the great outdoors is calling your name. From bounty holes to fishing holes, leave it to the pros at Polaris of Gainesville to keep your ride or vessel up and running. Being a team built up of outdoors enthusiasts, we value and understand your time out on the water for battling the trails is important. So come on down to Polaris of Gainesville and experience our state-of-the-art parts and service facility, where our certified staff and technicians are here to help prevent those bad days from happening. From backcountry rides to salty tides, we serve 
service all makes and models such as Polaris Off-Road, Slingshot, Gem, Tracker Marine, Key West, Carolina Skiff, Yamaha Outboards and Watercraft, Mercury Marine, Suzuki Marine, and more. Have a damaged utility vehicle or a boat and need help with those big corporate insurance monsters? Let us do the estimate to help you recover. No problem is too big or small for Polaris to Gainesville. We are your North Florida premier off-road and marine service center. Give us a call today to set up an appointment at 386-418-4244. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jamie's going to produce the broadcast today. Uh, We hope to have Urban Meyer here shortly. Uh, Mary Wise, hopefully, is going to join us here uh, before we are done today as well uh, to talk about that big, big matchup um, with uh, Wisconsin coming up here this weekend. So all that is coming up. Uh, It's also uh, Prognostication Friday, so get ready for that. And... uh, We'll give. There's. I, I just got to tell you, there's not a lot of great games coming up. I, I, I can just tell you that. Um, all right, let's go ahead and call coach, um, and uh, we'll get him right now, um, and then we will uh, attempt to get Mary Wise here as well. So all that is coming up in our show. I'm wondering today just how many people are going to pick Florida. Yeah, really interested in seeing that um, and what will happen here. Um, no, you got no. Okay. Um, we're going to get Urban here. He, by the way, is in Boulder um, for his Fox pregame. Uh, he'll be at Colorado, Colorado State. So that's coming up. All right, we're, I'm stalling here because we're going to try to get Coach here. Um, all right, I think we're going to get him here momentarily. And lots to talk about today, uh, including uh, Florida, Tennessee uh, and his remembrances of playing rival games uh, like this. So here he is. He is in Boulder today. uh, And Urban Meyer now joins us. Urban, thanks for doing this. Welcome. Coach, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Always good to talk to you, brother. Uh, Well, uh, you're in Boulder Look, I don't know. I've run out of adjectives for Dion here, uh, but as you watch them on tape, Urban, are they the real deal to you? Well, I call us the Coach Prime Network now. We've been here. <laughs> uh, we were with them at Texas. We were here last week. We're here this week. We might come back for the USC game. I uh, I was out west, and so I decided about a month ago to go watch them practice. I've known Dion Sanders for a long time. He's a friend. We get along. I've always had great respect for him. Uh, and I went out and watched him practice. And here's he's taking over a team that had arguably the worst, one of the worst teams in 
recent history last year, 1-11 and not even close. And I, I thought, now, how do you remake a team with 80 new players? And the thing that he's done is phenomenal. It's a story of the year. It's something that uh, only, I believe, only Deion Sanders can do. There's so much substance to what he's doing, too. He's hired not a good staff, a great staff. I got to sit in the meetings. I watched him practice. And I walked away, and I called my colleagues at Big Noon Kickoff, and I said, guys, you won't believe what I just saw. And this is one of the best college football practices I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, he's a motivator. He inspires his players. He's hardcore now. He's on, he, he old schools them. And uh, it's phenomenal. It's a great story, and I love watching it. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, it, it's sad to see the demise of the Pac-12, Urban, and it's so ironic because I think the league this year is as good as it's ever been. Do you agree? Yeah, there's uh, Joe Clatton's story. I think there's seven quarterbacks in the Pac-12 can start. I'm heartbroken about the Pac-12. You know, I just uh, I I know money drives everything, and it's just to think that Oregon and Washington will not be playing uh, Oregon State, Washington State, Arizona. I mean, when I grew up a long time ago, the Pac-12 was arguably the best league in the country. Hall of Fame coaches, Hall of Fame players, national champions, and now it's gone. And uh, you know, I, I, the future of college football is going to be very interesting in the next five, six, seven years. I was just going to ask you that. If I had Urban Meyer's crystal ball here, what do you – I mean, I, I saw where – I think it was a, an Ivy League team has petitioned to, to uh, you know, unionize. I think that's coming. Where do you see the sport headed the next five years or so? I think something's going to change. You know, I don't know what. To say that the, they have to unionize or come under one umbrella, I say there's 0% chance that happening because – there has to be cooperation, and I don't think there's any. As a matter of fact, there is zero cooperation. You know, the Big Ten's taking players from the Pac-12. The SEC's taking players from the Big 12. There's no, it's it's kill or be killed. It's a, a very selfish world right now about what's happening. Uh, there's no loyalty. You know, rivalries just get blown apart. Uh, so there, there will not be cooperation. However, if there's some kind of unionization, you know, I, I, I had two daughters, and you know this. They played college volleyball. Yep. At one at Georgia Tech, one at the Florida Gulf Coast. I'm a huge fan of the, you know, what football has done for all these other sports, you know, uh, specifically women's sports. And I just hope, you know, in the long run, that those those things don't hurt, get hurt because of what may happen in, in the football. So I, I don't know, Steve. I really have no idea. Uh, I got to ask uh, one rivalry that's not going away, at least right now, is the one tomorrow with Florida and Tennessee. That's one you are intimately familiar with. And if people got a chance to watch Swamp Kings, they certainly can understand. Uh, but if they didn't and they don't know, what was your mindset when it came to rivalry games like this? And when did you start planting the seeds for games like this? You know, ever since I was a kid, I was in. in enthralled with these rivalry games. I grew up in the Ohio State Wolverine rivalry of Bo Schembecker and Woody Hayes. They called it the 10-year war. Uh, in high school, we had a big rival, and you know, I just my entire career, and when I went to Ohio State as a GA, everywhere I went, we made the rivalry the bigger than life. You know, we, we went to Utah and made it uh, BYU. We went to Bowling Green and made it uh, the team up north, uh, Toledo. And then I get to Florida, and I get indoctrinated, educated on the rivalry. It's not rivalry; it's rivalries. Yep. And it's Tennessee, Florida State, and Georgia. The new one being Florida State, 
Uh, the Georgia's the old Gator. You know, that's the one that Spur- Coach Spurrier kind of made it a red-letter game because when he played, Georgia, you know, kept him from the championship. And then Tennessee was early in the season, and that winner, Tennessee was the cream of the crop in the East. You know, Phil Fulmer had all those great players, won the national title. And I, I'll be honest with you, I was indoctrinated to it. And But we made it, you know, throughout the locker room facility. It was a huge game, a huge rivalry game. And, uh, uh, yeah, Tennessee, we got them when they were, you know, right at the – they were really good, and then they started to falter a little bit after that. Spikes is doing his part, I can tell you that, <laughs> being here. He, oh, he's a he, monster. Yeah, he's doing his part. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since Swamp Kings, and a lot of Gator fans have watched that. And just if if the feedback here is any indication, a lot of Gator fans liked it. What was your thought? I loved it. I thought it was great to see our players talk and communicate so well. And and when they, uh, I think the game changed when they uh, got access to 100 hours or whatever hours of behind the scenes video that I'd never even seen. And I remember when I first saw it, I was like, you teared up and you saw some incredible moments uh, for those teams. And I thought, you know, Major Wright, are you kidding me? Some of the, I wish, the only thing I wish they had guys like Murphy and Percy and some of those guys that were so instrumental. And I even talked to Chris Lee because he, you know, he should have been in there. And, you know, there's so much skepticism because of, you know, you know today's such a nasty, everything's so nasty out there that they were like, a lot of the players said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have someone take shots and, you know, I thought Brandon James did an excellent job and, and obviously spikes and stamps. So it was great. Urban Meyer, our guest here, as he's talking college football. Big noon kickoff. They're out in Boulder uh, as Colorado State takes on Colorado. Urban, a lot has been made of Alabama, you know, being beaten by Texas. And now, you know, maybe this is Texas's time. And, you know, is, is this the start of a decline for Nick Saban uh, from a with a coaching hat that you have, obviously, where do you see Alabama? I mean, all their goals are still in front of them, are they not? Yeah, and I, I was like probably most viewers. I watched the game and I thought, wow, Texas flat beat them, you know. And and boy, did te- I I had Texas in my preseason top four to begin with. You know, they there you have as good a roster. I think it's number one, two, or three roster in the college football. But when you take a closer deep dive, and I did, I watched every snap on both sides of the ball. Uh, Alabama's got so much going for it. I mean, they, they're, they're, I mean, one game you saw, you know, we won two national championships after losing the game of Florida. So uh, that, that they have to figure out their offense. So the quarterback, Milro is not, he's not a drop back passer. You know, he's a, throws an excellent deep ball. They have, they're back to having those great receivers. They were fantastic in that game. Uh, but he he just turned the ball over, and he I'm not sure he can see. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to, well, you know, I'm going to watch him the rest of the year. But he's a perfect spread option type offense quarterback because he's so fast, so competitive. He throws a great deep pass. Uh, they have really good players all over the place. So I'm not I'm not pulling the plug on Alabama at all. Uh, but I do, you know, the SEC's in trouble. This is the first time in recent history that you don't have at least four teams competing for a title, and you don't. No, there's a chance there will be no representative from the West. When's the last time you ever said that? Yeah. You know, you got LSU, you got Alabama, you got A&M, and you got uh, LSU, A&M. Uh, there's one other one, Auburn. And that historically has been national. All those teams won national title, except for A&M. And then the East side, Georgia, you know, Georgia's still the man until you beat the man. So uh, right now it's Georgia's show. But I'm telling you, don't count Alabama. Uh, first of all, great coaching staff. 
time-tested. They have very good players. They have to make some changes, or it's going to be a long year. Last question for you. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch Tennessee at all or see tape on them, Urban, but you know they have a quarterback in Milton who is somewhat similar to Milrow, and teams have been playing that soft shell on them to stop you know the, the deep ball. But what do you think Florida's chances are here? A sellout crowd here. Tennessee hasn't won here since 03. What do you see? Well, I saw Milton up close and personal. He used to coach or used to play for the Wolverines when I was still a coach of the Buckeyes. And so I, I, he was a freshman, I believe, and I stood next to him. And he's every bit of Cam Newton standing there. I mean, he's a giant. He's can throw the ball 80, 90 yards, I heard. He's, you know, he's got some accuracy issues. Um, I think they got an excellent coaching staff. I really like what uh, the coach has done there. And then at Central Florida, um, I, I'm going to go with the Gators. I just think it's time, man. This is the biggest game in Coach Napier's uh, career, yep. uh, including everywhere else he's coached. This, third, this is the one moment that uh, he can flip this thing. And from what I did talk to some people in Gainesville, they feel fairly confident. They feel they match up. Uh, this is going to be, as you know, uh, this is a field position game. Yep. This is where Graham Mertz has to take care of the football. They have to get two first downs every time they touch it, and they got to force Tennessee to drive the field. The Gator defense is better. But they have, remember I said that, they have to, don't turn that thing over and get two first downs every time they touch the ball. If they do that, Tennessee's working a long field the entire day, and at some point they'll make a mistake. Okay. Urban, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for doing it, and uh, we'll see what uh, what Dion does again this week as big noon kickoff is out there. Thanks for doing it. You bet. I'm gonna, I can't wait. To, my eyes will be on the swamp, man. It's going to be a big one. Okay. Thank you, Urban. Appreciate your time. Urban Meyer joining us here live on the program. Remember what he just said? That's one of the reasons why his winning percentage as a coach is ridiculous. Nth degree. Remember what he just said? When you have possession, get two, at least two first downs of possession. And I agree with him. And I don't know if you agree, this is the biggest game of the Billy Napier era to date. It just is. We'll start with prognostication Friday. Mary Wise will join us at 1230. 12.16, tie check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nick Van Dant and this is your Gainesville Sports Center. This weekend in Gators Sports, the Florida Gators soccer team hosts the Missouri Tigers in a conference matchup tonight. The Gators look to bounce back from their 1-0 defeat against the Florida State Seminoles last Sunday. Coverage for tonight's game starts right here at 645. Tomorrow, the Florida Gators football team looks to climb above 500 and takes on the 11th ranked Tennessee Volunteers in the Swamp. The Gators enter tomorrow's game with momentum from their domination against McNeese last weekend. Coverage for tomorrow's game starts right here at 3. On Sunday, the third-ranked Florida Gators volleyball team hosts the first-ranked Wisconsin Badgers in a top-three matchup. This game will be a good test for the Gators, who have defeated three ranked teams so far this season. Tip-off is at 3. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nick Van Zandt. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue has been run by the Cousins family for more than 40 years. Think of that. Continuity, longevity, productivity, and trust. A lot of people have purchased vehicles from Southeast Car Agency like me, and in my case, multiple vehicles. And a lot of other people have done the same thing. If you want a new vehicle, they don't have any, 
But if you want the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, this is the place to go. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue, or go online, secars.com, and you can see all the vehicles there, all the price points, etc. Make sure when you go see them in person, you tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesday, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. And, of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch buffet with bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys at the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Love the Gators. We know that. But how well do you know your Gators? The HBC wants you to show us with your Pfizer's vision. Every week, Coach is giving an autographed Pfizer and a $50 gift card away to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. All you have to do is log on to WRUF.com and guess the total combined points that will be scored in the current week's Gators football game. The closest one to the final tally, without going over, will win an autographed Pfizer and a $50 gift card, courtesy of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And it's only here on your home for Gators football. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Don't forget, today is our prognostication Friday. We will do that after we talk Gator Volleyball with head coach Mary Wise. Uh, obviously, this is a huge, huge matchup. It's so much fun to talk about this, let alone coach or play in it. So Mary now joins us. Mary, uh, I guess this is what coaches coach for, players play for, right? Yeah, pretty fun. Uh, usually these kind of uh, moments only happen um, you know, a couple of times in your, uh, you'd be lucky if it happens once in your career, but you see it later in the postseason or, you know, one match um, that comes down to SEC title. But to do it in the non-conference uh, preseason, um, when we scheduled this two and a half years ago, I don't think, um, I certainly didn't think there'd be two undefeated teams and that one of them would be the number one ranked team in the nation. So a lot of fun. You just answered my question because it was two and a half years ago that you scheduled this. That's interesting. Yeah, we got uh, home and away with Wisconsin. We were able to go up there last year when they um, set at that time. It was a record for uh, volleyball attendance. Um, Madison definitely showed up, and we went in there and won in five. And the beauty of that, we not only did we win, but we knew that the next time we played them, it would be in, um, in the exact tech arena. Yeah, and that's hopefully home crowd comes out big time to watch this team play. Mary, when you started the season to now, uh, when we talked before the season started, you thought you'd be pretty good. But assess your team and how it's played to this point. Uh, Did I think we'd be um, as good as our record? No. Uh, uh, To be perfectly honest, I thought we were overscheduled. But, you know, again, you work on these schedules years in advance, and there, so there's no no going back. Um, the Stanford, Minnesota, that has been in the books for four years. And so um, I just didn't know if our young players would be ready for these big moments. But looked at it as we had nothing to lose, and they were, if we could just learn from them, it would help us for the rest of the season. Um, and I think going back to the very first match of the year, and we're down against Penn State in the fourth set. We're up two sets to one, but we make this comeback and win in that fourth set. And I think that just turned us switch with this group and the confidence that that was built. And then to beat Stanford at Stanford, I mean, not many teams do that. Certainly no Gator teams have ever done it in three. Um, and then add that to just beating South Florida at South Florida. Um, with their record crowd. I mean, all every experience that we've had, <laughs> nothing <laughs> like going to Florida State um, and and winning what seemed like twice um, uh, in, in the fifth set. But uh, the players have grown from those experiences, embraced them as teachable moments, and we, we know we, got, we still have a real uh, much higher upside ahead of us. Yeah, there's another challenge. Oh, sorry, just kidding. Um, let me let me ask about Wisconsin. Obviously, number one for a reason. What do you see with them on tape? They are huge. That's the um, they are one of the uh, longest and biggest teams 
in the nation, and they play an offense. It's called a six-two, where they have uh, they have run two setters, so they always have three hitters in the front row. And I think you know they're going to um, win matches coming off the bus because they have great length. Um, they have portaled well. They've got three um, three of their starters are. Um, were are all Americans from different um, Big Ten teams, and, and they have they are stacked. So a, a great, great um, challenge in front of us. You know, we we love you know carrying Gator sports here and, and carrying Gator volleyball, and we are going to do that for this game. But if you look at volleyball as a national sport in the big picture, it's so wonderful to have ESPN do this too, isn't it? Yeah, to be when they asked about moving the match to three o'clock on Sunday, so that I think we started with it was going to be on, it was either ESPNU or ESPN two, and then got word um, uh, recently that they were going to move it to the mothership. Um, yeah, it's great for volleyball. Some of the uh, Wisconsin just played Marquette and and set another. They played it in the um, where the Milwaukee Bucks play, and I think oh. they had like. It was like 17,000 people, so they set another indoor record. Um, you're seeing this all over the country with attendance for women's volleyball is just going through the roof. And I know one roof, I really hope that it <laughs> happens on Sunday. Um, our record was set back in the early 90s. We played Florida State. I remember the match well. And we played, and so I hadn't been here very long, and we played in over in front of over 7,000 folks. And I thought, you know, it's like my second year here, and I thought, wow, Gator fans do show up in a big way against Florida State. And we've had great attendance against Florida State, but we have not been able to break that record. And I'm appealing to whether you're a Gator fan, casual sports fan, volleyball fan, to come out Sunday at 3 o'clock. Because this is it. This is as good as we can, you know, two undefeated teams, number one ranked team in the nation. Um, it would mean so much to our program, to our players, to our alums, if, if we can break the, attendant, the Gator attendance record. Well said. Can't ask for anything more than that. Mary, I, you know I wish you luck, and I, and I know you're running around like crazy. Thanks for taking time to do this, and good luck on Sunday. You bet. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate your support as always. You got it, Mary. Thank you. Uh, she's done a just, I mean, look, you can't, adjectives don't describe what she's done. Uh, okay, let's get Daryl here quickly. Daryl, hi. Hey, Steve. Uh, some comments on the game real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think I think this is probably like everybody else says. The biggest game of Billy Napier's uh, young career, and you know, Steve. The only thing that concerns me tomorrow night, say we do shut down Tennessee's pass attack, we've had problems with the tight ends before. What do you know about their tight ends? Uh, okay, uh, you know they don't have a Keithy, you know, or somebody of that nature. Um, so again, just have to wait to see what they're going to do. Um, but I really believe, and I a hundred percent agree with Urban Meyer. This is going to be a line of scrimmage game. Uh, not that there's not going to be throwing involved because there is, but I'm really intrigued by the chess match defensively. A lot of teams have played Tennessee in a soft shell, you know that, and we saw that with McNeese. They they would not let Florida throw the ball deep, uh, you know, run the ball. Tennessee would will take that. If Florida does that, Tennessee will willingly run the ball. So I, I'm just really anxious to see some of the chess matches here. 
Okay. Steve, who do you like in the Jets-Jaguars game? I'm sorry, Chiefs-Jaguars game. So, uh, it's hard to see the Chiefs going 0-2. Um, so I would say the Chiefs. You know, somebody's got to sort of beat them until, you know, uh, so I'd say the Chiefs. Okay. All right, I probably don't have time to get into picks, though. Uh, if, if we do, it's got to be real quick. Um, okay, let's run quick. LSU-Mississippi State. Uh, close, but give me LSU. South Carolina-Georgia. South Carolina. Georgia, South Carolina? I'm sorry, Georgia. <laughs> okay. Uh, Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Penn State, Illinois. Penn State. BYU, Arkansas. Arkansas. Colorado State, Colorado. Colorado. Uh, Tennessee score and why? Okay, 28-24, Steve. I think the crowd will be a big factor and we'll win this game somehow, man. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate the call. Tony, I'll get right to you. 12.30 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. International Diamond Center's values are so compelling, it's not unusual to see people here that are not local. Every day, we have people that drive an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People are willing to drive because they've heard it's not a typical jewelry store. For example, did you know IDC has one of the largest selections of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in America? Thousands of hard-to-find Rolex watches, Submariners, Daytonas, Pepsis, Batmans, all in perfect condition. We scour the world to find only the most pristine, super clean watches. We only carry the creme de la creme. And like everything else at IDC, these watches are at a price that's guaranteed to give you maximum value. We price them to win the customer, not lose a customer. International Diamond Center. For pre-owned Rolexes, exquisite rare diamonds, premium designer jewelry, and exceptional white glove service. You're going to want to come to IDC. It's worth the drive. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point and online at shopidc.com. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. 
We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Guy, um, always had something to say. Hey, you doing, Steve? How you doing? I'm always just like that. Um, and I, you know, I, I didn't realize that he was ill, um, but I just wanted him to be publicly recognized because he was tremendous in this college and taught here for a long time and mentored. Uh, you know, all kinds of people here, including me. Uh, so I just wanted him to have the the recognition that, that he deserves. And, and uh, you know, people who were here when I was in college who helped put me in this seat, he was certainly one of them. All right, uh, we'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Prognostication Friday today. Uh, Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, sorry to hear about uh, your mentor. Uh, uh, it's hard when things happen, but uh, um, thanks for taking my call. I originally wanted to call Mary, but I always enjoy talking to you. Uh, I wanted to thank Mary for 32, going on 33 years of excellence here, and how she's put together a mentally and physically tough team. Uh, a lot of people could have quit in Tallahassee, six calls against them, and uh, and five sets, um, and they had to win the uh, series twice. Uh, mentally and physically tough, really great. And I think on Sunday they're going to. Uh, I'll watch them there take uh, take over uh, number one from number three to number one on Sunday. I think, yep. uh, and I hope we do set a record for. Them. Um, also on um, uh, Saturday in the football game, um, uh, I think it's going to be a big defensive game. I think the defense is going to have to hold Tennessee, and I think they're going to be strong on us. Uh, what's your thought on that, Steve? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. I think that uh, it's going to be a big defensive game on Saturday. Uh, I think that uh, uh, defense is going to have to stand up uh, tough, and but I think they're going to be very tough on us on defense too. They're, and, they're uh, better on defense than they were a year ago. Florida is better on defense, I think, than it was yeah. a year ago. But, I mean, if you looked at this game last year, Tony, you know, both teams had 500 and something yards of offense. So, you know, right. offense ruled the day. Um, right. I, I just think – and I agree with Coach Meyer that there's a lot of Gator fans 
who are still unsure about Billy Napier. And I get it. And I understand. But this, we might look back two, three years from now and look at this game and say this was the game that started to turn that, that started to turn things around. And I really do think Florida's going to do that. I'm not picking with my heart here. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. You know, look, Kentucky didn't beat Florida for a long time. They finally beat Florida. So eventually that's going to happen. But to say that players don't know that, they do. I just think Florida's going to win, and I do think it's going to be more of a defensive game than it was a year ago. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, there's people like me out there who always think with their heart, so I'm always thinking we're going to win no matter what. So, uh, But I, I agree with everything you said. And I want to thank you, too, for bringing in Coach Meyer. You always bring in such great people. Thanks, Steve. Okay. I appreciate it. Go Gators. Thank you, Tony. Um, okay, I'm going to do my, my Leonard's Loser uh, thing. And for those who don't know, Leonard's Loser used to be a, a staple of sports radio. Because he would always, in his inimitable style, uh, pick a winner or a loser. And Tampa Mike always uh, throws out uh, language that he might use. So, here we go. Ready? Howdy, Percy and football fans everywhere. It's that annual third Saturday in September when the long riflemen from Knoxville head down to the swamp. Now, Billy's bunch been lying in the weeds waiting for a surprise attack to bring out the chop. Now these gators may be a little green around the gills, but they'll be full of thrills to bring that old swamp back to life at night. Leonard's loser, Tennessee. That's who he picks in Leonard's loser style. Andrew, welcome. Yes, sir, Steve. I tell you, I've, I've gained a little knowledge, uh, word of knowledge, the last couple ga- days, and I came to the conclusion that I cannot live in a world with Tennessee winning, especially <laughs> at Florida. So I got that straightened out in my head. But anyway, uh, Gators defensive line, do we have anybody that you know of that's out or injured? Or will the first unit be ready to go Saturday? Nope. The uh, the injury list for Florida is quite small, which is good. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to do those picks. Come on, Steve. Okay. Uh, where's my list? Oh, here we go. Colorado State, Colorado. Colorado. BYU, Arkansas. Arkansas. Penn State, Illinois. Penn State. Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia. LSU, Mississippi State. LSU. Gators scoring wide. Gators 28, the uh, Volunteers 14. And why? Because I think the defense is going to be super motivated and they're going to shut Tennessee down whether they pass or run, Steve. Okay, fair enough. Andrew, thank you for your call. Um, I just get the sense that um, there's still some angst here in picking this game. Steven says, why is it taking so long to put Urban in the Gator Ring of Honor? Is he not qualified? He is qualified. Uh, It's called politics. It's called... Uh, the look, remember, 
Urban left here the way he did, and there were a lot of people that hated him. Even though he had won all the games he won here, they did not like the way he left. So there was that bad taste. You don't want to alienate the fan base. Then time passes. But then he went to Jacksonville, and he had, you know, the off-field stuff happen. So, again, that sort of sets the momentum back. I think Swamp Kings, Stephen, helps his cause. I think that's been positively viewed by a lot of people, uh, and that may help his – but, yeah, but he is qualified. Kyle says, a true Vol fan knows tomorrow Graham Mertz will be Tom Brady – and Billy Napier will be Vince Lombardi. Okay? And then Mike says he's picking the Gators by 10, not because I have great confidence in the players or Napier, because I have 100% confidence in the local maligned media. Gator fans to show up and bring the energy to carry a team to victory after two straight losing seasons and embarrassing performance at Utah. Gator fans filled the stadium versus a bad McNeese team. No, they did not. That is not true. That's a, that's, a, that's a false statement. They did not fill the stadium. It was not a sellout. Was there a lot of people there? A, a announced crowd? Yeah, big crowd, but actual crowd, different. But it was a good showing. That's the true representation of the Gator Nation. Uh, so, okay. Thank you, Mike. JJ, get right to you. 1244 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nick Van Zandt, and this is your Gainesville Sports Center. Everyone has their eyes set for tomorrow. The Florida Gators football team tries to upset the 11th ranked Tennessee Volunteers in the Swamp. The sold out crowd will be rocking for one of the biggest games of this season. Tennessee's not won in the Swamp since 2003. Covered for tomorrow's game starts right here at 3. Tonight in Gator Sports, the Florida Gators soccer team hosts the Missouri Tigers in a SC matchup. Tonight's game will be the first SEC matchup for the Gators this season. Coverage for tonight's game starts right here at 6.45. On Sunday, the third-ranked Florida Gators volleyball team hosts the first-ranked Wisconsin Badgers in the top-three matchup. The Gators try to add on to Tuesday's 3-2 comeback win against the Florida State Seminoles. Tip-off for Sunday's matchup is at 3. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nick Van Zandt. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. (laughs) I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring. You could earn a starting salary of almost $50,000 plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions. We have immediate openings throughout Florida. No experience is necessary and all training is provided. Officers receive a salary and are immediately eligible for benefits, including health insurance and the college tuition waiver on day one of your new career. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I got to refer you to an ESPN.com article, which when you read it, at least it was to me, very disturbing. And I think it comes to the crux of student athlete pressure, uh, coaches' attitudes towards things. An Ole Miss defensive tackle named DeSanto Rollins uh, was apparently kicked off the team for missing practices, says he was having a mental health crisis, and the school didn't do anything about it. He's suing the school. He's suing Lane Kiffin. He's seeking $10 million in compensatory damages and $30 million in punitive damages. Read the article, and apparently this player taped Kiffin in a meeting, and the transcript of that meeting is in the ESPN.com article. Pretty disturbing. I'll let you be the judge. I'll let you read it, uh, but... Going to follow this to see what comes of this. JJ, hello. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Good. Good. Looking for some fresh gator bait. You know any volunteers? <laughs> there you go. Uh, just want to do do my pick. Okay. Uh, Colorado State, Colorado. Colorado. BYU, Arkansas. Arkansas. Penn State, Illinois. Penn State. Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. 
Uh, Ole Miss. South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia. LSU, Mississippi State. LSU. And Gators scoring what? Uh, 31-17. Uh, we shut down the run, and our three-headed beast back there takes over. Uh, we rush for over 150 yards. Okay, fair enough. J.J., thank you. Um, you know, you can see this week's games aren't very good. I mean, when it, it, they just aren't. Next week, a much better batch. John, welcome to Sports Scene. Yes, uh, Steve. Uh, actually, I was g- I'm getting my picks, and uh, I'm kind of like Ditto from your last caller, so I won't go through all your picks again. Okay. But I'm going to tell you my score of the Gators, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I say Florida 31, kind of like in that same boat, 31-20. Uh, whether you want to call it bulletin board material with Milton saying that we never lose in the swamp. And uh, I think Florida with this sellout crowd, um, I mean, I know every, every place has sellout crowds, so it's not a, it could be a major factor tomorrow, but I just think Florida is going to be jacked and juiced. And I, I really think it's, it, it's, it's a big, it can be a big statement game for uh, <clears throat> Napier. I'm not saying if we win, we go on and, Win ten ball games. I'm not saying that, but if we lose it, um, it just kind of just puts a sour taste in not just the Gator Nation, but just a sour taste. You know where do we where do we go from here? So I just think Florida is going to be ready to go. So I'm saying 31-20. Okay, thank you, John. Hey, man, you have a great weekend, bud. Yep, you too. Appreciate the call. Uh, Tommy's got a good email here. He says the Leonard's loser was awesome. He used to listen to that as a kid, riding with my father. He picks Colorado, BYU to beat Arkansas. Penn State, Ole Miss, Georgia, LSU. He says, I want to believe. I want to believe like Fox Mulder. I want to believe. But so far, I just don't believe. But if we win, I'll sing. I'm a believer. Tennessee 30, Florida 20. Andrew, hello. Yeah, I was wondering. uh, Tennessee's ranked 11th. And I was wondering, do you think this game will find out that Florida's better than people think? Or do you think we'll find out Tennessee's not as good as people think because right now I'm thinking that uh, looking back at the year I'm thinking uh, which team do you think will be like in the top 25 or like top 10 do you think these teams are what what they really are or do you think it's like a rivalry game and you can throw the rankings out the window what are you thinking well first of all it is a rivalry game and to some extent you can throw the rankings out the window but look both teams have played two games. Tennessee's played a bad Virginia team and a bad Austin P team, uh, a, 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 a team that was pretty plucky but still not good. Florida played a good Utah team and a bad McNeese team. So, you know, what do you glean from that? Right now, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter a lick about those games. It matters tomorrow night in the swamp. And if Florida wins... Well, are they a top 25 team? I don't know. Um, if Tennessee wins, they certainly deserve, I think, to be a top 10 team, or at least you know, in that, in that realm. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Jake is on with us. Hi, Jake. Thanks, Steve. Um, gosh, I'm hoping for the best, but to me this smacks of what happened when Kentucky came in here with that streak against them and then they beat us, you know, going back, you know, 2003 or something, they've never beaten us here. It doesn't, like you just said, nothing matters like that. It's tomorrow night's game. But I don't, 
I've got a bad feeling about this. I mean, the players are obviously the ones that play on the field, but I just personally think that Heupel's a lot better coach than Napier. I don't know about the rest of his staff, but I, I think that Heupel is a, one of the best coaches in America. I think he's the third best coach in the SEC by far. And uh, I don't think we're going to like the way the game ends up tomorrow night, but we'll see on that. I'm going to go ahead and make my picks. What's your What's your Florida pick? Thirty-one twenty Tennessee. Okay. Uh, LSU Mississippi State. I'll go with uh, the Tigers. South Carolina Georgia. Bulldogs. Georgia Tech Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's guys. Penn State Illinois. Penn State. BYU Arkansas. Arkansas. Colorado State, Colorado. Colorado. That's it. All right. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate the call. Roger says, thanks for doing the prognostications. Ugga, pound puppies get slapped by the cocks, he says. That's an upset. Loser State U kicks the other pound puppies. Big Mouth Buffalo stampede the Rams. Old Missy avoids a rambling wreck at Georgia Tech. Knit a ninny lions hear no Illinois in the system. And the Mormons do not eat hogs on Saturday. Your fighting gators 27, you toothless 24, and a nail biter. Why? I think this game and next are the turning point for Napier. When both, noise in the system goes away and buys another year. Split them either way. It'll be nothing has changed. Well, it's the next two SEC games because Charlotte's after this. Those aren't real reasons, but I also think our D is better. Merch with our running game are enough to overcome. Uh, heading down next week. Uh, check out their coach. I'm trying to get one of his shirts to bring along. Uh, and it's interesting at Charlotte, uh, Mike Hill is there as the AD. Mike was a longtime member of the Florida Athletic Department here. Looking forward to talking to him again. Uh, Lewis will be our final call of the hour. Lewis, hello. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking the call. Listen, two questions, two questions. 10 o'clock, is that true? Is that the time the game coming on, being aired on the East Coast? What game are you talking? What game are you talking about? Uh, 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 a Colorado game. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's a noon game. Oh, I googled it this morning and it said 10 p.m. Oh, 10 p.m. What? Okay, yes. Okay, that might be. Ah, uh, and then the last question is: Is there something going on with ESPN and Disney World why they pulled Florida game off the ESPNU last week? Uh, the game against uh, their first home game. That, I think, had to do maybe with Spectrum because uh, they're having a dispute with Spectrum. I know they broadcast the game because I saw Beth Mowens, who was doing the game, so they did broadcast it. Yeah, I watched it through the, the about half the third quarter, and they shut it down, took it off the air. Uh, I, I was at the game, so I don't know. Oh, okay. All right, thanks, Steve. All right, thank you. Anybody knows the answer to that, they can let me know. Uh, John says, not a huge deal, but just curious if you were surprised the Georgia and South Carolina was selected for the 330 CBS game, not Florida. Mm. I mean, Tennessee is good, but Georgia now is not just known in the SEC, they're nationally known. That's That, that means something, I think. Uh, Paul says, uh, BYU, he picks Colorado State. 
He says the Dion show comes to a screeching halt. Penn State, Ole Miss, South Carolina. He says I can hope, right? LSU, Florida, 17 to 10. Run game shows up. The home crowd in the swamp makes the difference. Okay. And uh, Peyton, Colorado, BYU, Penn State, Ole Miss, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, 42 to 20. People overreact. Call for Napier to be fired. Same as usual. If Tennessee wins 42 to 20, I'll be here at the postgame show till breakfast. I'm just telling you that. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Oh, how great it would feel to have your 20-year-old knees, shoulders, hips, and back. You know, you don't think about your pains when you're in your 20s or 30s, but you wish you could get that body back when you're in your 60s. I think QC did that for me. For Patrick, it started with a simple phone call to QC Kinetics. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs. And as for the results... My knees are as good as they were when I was in my 20s. I'm really happy with what happened. For Patrick, it's like QC Kinetics turned back the clock. Now it's your turn. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000, plus we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. 
Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Hi, I'm PJ Vogt, here to tell you about my new podcast, Search Engine. On Search Engine, we tackle the kinds of questions that keep you up at night. Like, why are drug dealers putting fentanyl in everything? Should we be worried that Elon Musk believes that we're living in a simulation? And, for the love of God, is it actually unsafe to drink the coffee on airplanes? On Search Engine, no question is too big and no question is too small. Listen and follow Search Engine with PJ Vogt and Odyssey Podcast. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this prognostication Friday. Jamie's producing the broadcast today. Uh... Kind of mixed today. Uh, I, I think it's been the majority of people picking Florida, but some have certainly picked Tennessee. Hope you enjoyed Urban Meyer here live with us. Mary Wise here live with us as her volleyball team has a huge matchup with Wisconsin uh, on Sunday. We'll take your phone calls, questions, and comments. We will not have the game day weather forecast. Normally, Megan Borowski joins us, but she cannot today um, because she has an issue uh, with a family member. So, um, want to wish her well, and we'll get her back here. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at wruf dot com. Here's Bob. Here we go again. Just like the Utah game, all the Gator fans—well, not all the Gator fans—but they think the Gators will beat the ninth-ranked Vols. Yet there's really no evidence to count on other than that other good Gator teams were able to beat them at home for a long time. We must face the fact the Gators are young and not good. Heck, Utah almost lost to Baylor. So I see the Vols winning 28-13. to Sorry, we're playing the ninth-ranked team, and we are ranked 12th in the SEC. Okay? Matt, welcome. Hey, Steve. It's funny. You read that email just in front of me. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a Georgia fan. I did not call to troll you. Um, as a matter of fact, you, you um, are probably the best one to give an honest answer here because you – you tend to temper the expectations of Florida fans, I've noticed, through the years. Um, so I want an honest answer from you. Just from what you've seen, uh, from whether it's social media, YouTube, other radio shows, uh-huh. where, where would you rank Florida's fan base as far as delusion level right now? Hmm. I'd have to think about that, because, I, and I would also say it in a vacuum, right? I don't know a lot about the fan base at Arkansas or the fan base at Missouri, okay? So that I would have to answer that question in a vacuum because I don't know what their thought process is when it comes to, you know, their expectation, what their realistic expectation is versus, you know, what the reality might be. I think in Florida's case, Matt, it's a little bit different because Florida's had, you know, they've reached the mountaintop, and they've reached the mountaintop several times. And I think there was a frustration level here with some of the fan base because Florida can't get back to that. It's taken so long to to get back to that, and they see other teams that have, 
you know, either reached it or have, in some cases, leapfrogged Florida. So, I mean, I, I think the frustration level in this fan base in the league is high. I don't know what the number is. Yeah, I, I guess, put it this way, if I had told you a few years ago Tennessee would be ranked number one, you probably would have went along with that. I mean, they, for years, that's sort of what they were known for. Um, <clears throat> that has, has waned a little bit, uh, and it's got something to do with they've, they've finally gotten good, at least for one year. But uh, Miami's always way up there. But the, the reason I bring it up is, obviously, being a Georgia fan, I'm not a, a fan of, of, of the Florida fan base, but it has reached a level that I've seen this year not necessarily you, but I mean some of your callers and, and all over social media that I have never seen before. I'm looking at this game, and it is I've seen overwhelmingly Florida fans picking Florida. I know you're thinking well, that's no surprise they're Florida fans, but it, it's it's reached a level that I have not seen before. I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, just show me one area. I, Steve, this offensive line for Florida, I mean, it looks like Billy Napier went out and got Oak Hall's offensive line, and then and then he sticks. Graham Nate, or I'm sorry, uh, Graham Mertz back there, who has n- not much mobility at all. It's I have not seen a Florida offensive line this bad since I was eating Skeeter's Big Biscuits, Steve. Well, it's been I, a long time. I think you have to look at football though, and look at game tape, Matt. Before you say that, I'll counter that. Okay, if 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 I said uh, Carson Beck throws for 336 yards. Would you say the offensive line did a decent job? The attempts he had. I, I can go back and look, but I'm just saying. No, I mean, just, I'm, I'm saying hypothetically. Yeah, just in general, yeah. would you say that's pretty good? I think, I think most people would say yes, right? Yes. Well, what is the defense doing to counteract what you're trying to do? Utah, number one, is a very, very good defense. Very good. That's what Whittingham puts his hat on. And number two, they made a point to blitz. Uh, Matt, thank you. I hear music. Okay. I don't know what that is. It's the Learfield Test Channel. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Okay, I got you. Okay. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do this with this in my ear here. Uh, John says, I noticed Nick Saban's now on the Pat McAfee show weekly. To me, this seems very un-Saban-like based on your knowledge of the business. Would a coach like that be paid for weekly appearances like that? I would imagine so because it's weekly. Uh, I can't imagine he needs the money. Well... Why is he doing Aflac commercials then, right? Uh, maybe this is his way of getting a head start on a media gig for next year. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. But, look, uh, coaches don't do that for free. That's for sure, John. All right, let's get uh, Matt number two here. Matt, hi. Uh, let's go ahead and get the picks in, uh, Steve. Okay. Uh LSU, Mississippi State. Steve, I'm going to go Mississippi State. Okay. It's an 11 o'clock game. I don't think anybody's going to be awake. That will throw LSU's fans into a tizzy. Uh, South Carolina, Georgia. Uh, in honor of the previous caller, Steve, <laughs> I'm taking South Carolina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I hope South Carolina wins, so I can secretly imagine Matt's reaction to that. 
Well, and the, and before I just heard that in my ear, and I apologize, I couldn't. Um, the point I was going to make to finish that story is, if, if you want to talk about where the frustration of Gator fans is, you're coming from frustration from winning two national championships in three years and almost winning a third. Georgia's frustration came from not winning something since Herschel Walker was playing there. And I think the, I think the frustration level reached a crescendo there with Mark Richt, who was good but could never put him over the hump, let alone beat Florida. So every well, also too, real quick, real quick, Steve. It's it's not delusional to recognize potential. Florida has everything within its grasp as far as a program, as far as geographics, everything. And I think a lot of Florida fans realize we should be better than we are. I don't think that's necessarily being delusional. If you live out in the middle of Kentucky and you expect to win the national title every few years. That may be delusional. I don't think it is for Florida fans. But anyway, okay. I guess we'll move on. Uh, Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss. Penn State, Illinois. Penn State. I think Penn State could be a, they could be a super playoff team. Yeah, that, that young quarterback there is doing a nice job. Uh, BYU, yeah, Arkansas. Oh, uh, man. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take Arkansas. Colorado State, Colorado. I want to root for Colorado State because I kind of agree where that coach is coming from, but I'll take uh, I'll take Colorado. Gator scoring what? Steve, I, look, I, a couple callers ago, the guy said that he thought Heupel was a better coach. I think there's more involved with being a better coach as far as resources, as far as organization as a whole. Napier probably has a leg up. But Heupel has an identity, and I don't think we've found our identity yet. And the proof is, you know, lack of the pace of play all starts, not really knowing what we're doing. I think it's going to come, but I don't think we're there yet. So, unfortunately, Steve, I've got to take Tennessee 30-17. to 17. We'll okay. talk to you later. All right. Yeah. Yep, Matt, thank you. Uh Patrick says Colorado, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Illinois, uh, Boston College over FSU, Florida 31 21 uh, over Tennessee. Tim in Knoxville picking the only game that matters, Gators 28 24. My prediction as to how two touchdowns from the running back room. Trey Wilson going to score somehow, some way, and a pick six from a Milton overthrown ball over the middle. They get us a couple of times deep because I believe we'll stack the box to stop the short throws in the run game. Listen to the local pick segment here, and a lot of all fans are picking blowouts. Go Gators. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nick Van Zant, and this is your Gainesville Sports Center. On Sunday, the third-ranked Florida Gators volleyball team hosts the first-ranked Wisconsin Badgers in a top-three matchup inside the O-Dome. Both teams come into Sunday's game undefeated. Sunday's matchup will be a good test for the Gators. Tip-off for Sunday's game is at 3. Tomorrow, the Florida Gators look to get revenge against the Tennessee Volunteers. Florida nearly defeated the Volunteers last season. Tennessee has lost nine straight games at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Coverage for tomorrow's game starts right here at 3. Tonight, in Gear Sports, the Florida Gators soccer team hosts the Missouri Tigers in the SC matchup. The Gears look to bounce back from uh, Sunday's loss against the 5th-ranked Florida State Seminoles. 
coverage for tonight's game starts right here at 6.45. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nick Van Zant. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Road Haver Boys Ranch in Palaka, ladies and gentlemen, is a terrific local charity. They do great work helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes get their lives back together. And you help in that. Through your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles, you help make this happen. So it doesn't have to be just a car. It can be an RV. It can be a boat. Just about any kind of vehicle, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch will take it off of your hands. These kids resell them. They fix them up. And that's how they learn real-life skills. Donations are tax-deductible. It helps a good cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Total control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, thanks for coming to my car warming party. I didn't know you were actually having it in the car. Well, with Radiant Credit Union's flash sale, I had to move fast to get this amazing low rate on my auto loan. It only lasts until September 18th, so I had to plan quickly. Chips are in the glove compartment, drinks in the cup holder. Radiant Credit Union's flash sale is on now. Get a crazy low rate on an auto loan. But hurry, this promotion ends September 18th. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Tom. We brought you an air freshener. Visit RadiantCU.org slash flash sale. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations. Or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. 
I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Now, I will say this. Uh, Tennessee Bill. Florida doesn't have the speed on defense like the old Gators. Tennessee 52, Florida 21. 52-21. I, I will say this about Tennessee's fan base. They are one of the more delusional fan bases. I mean, whine, 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 whine about how bad they were. And now when they get on top, you know, they can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But that's okay. Maybe that will end up happening. We've got a bunch of phone calls to take. Uh, we'll start with Dave. Dave, hello. Hey, Steve. Happy Friday. Yep. A couple of, uh, of questions, observations, and then I want to do some picks. Okay. So I was thinking about what my favorite plays were, both on offense and defense, et cetera. I can probably come up with them on offense, like maybe that pass last week. I mean, under the Napier era. era. Maybe that pass last week, which was a dime, that long pass was beautiful. And then on defense, maybe the pick against Utah last year. Um, but then I had two other categories. I, don't, I, don't, I can't come up with anything. I can't come up with a favorite special teams play, and I can't come up with a favorite gadget or, if you will, trick play in the Napier that's a favorite. And my reasoning is I just don't can't come up with any, and that's that just speaks eyes. But. What I wanted to uh, also do is, uh, if you have some in that area, ask you if you have any. Do you have a favorite gadget? or? No, I can't think of one top of my head. Um, and, and special teams either, because their special teams haven't been particularly special. Yeah. One other point I wanted to mention. I called um, last week and said I'd like to see more urgency um, or the momentum sort of thing. And I watched that 30-second clock, and last week, I know the opponent, but in the first half, we got most of our snaps off on offense before the 22nd mark. I really love seeing that. It faded a little, but we had different people in the lineup and stuff in the second half. But still, it was pretty good as far as a little bit of such an urgency. I hope we have that tomorrow. Go ahead and let me uh, do my picks. All right. Uh, LSU, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Georgia, <clears throat> Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss. South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia. Penn State, Illinois. Penn State. BYU, Arkansas. Arky. Colorado State, Colorado. Colorado. Uh, Gators scoring why? Well, Steve, the over-under, it's interesting from what I'm reading. is I don't gamble, but it's, uh, it's 58 and a half points. 
And those guys, uh, they somehow know what they're doing. So I'm going to go with 31-28 Gators. But a lot of that is from my heart. Um, I'm just hoping, my heart's really hoping that this is, is Billy Napier's best game uh, so thus far in his tenure because I'm cheering like hell for him. Can't wait to be there, buddy. All right, Dave. Thank you for your call. Hammer's next. Hi, Hammer. Hey, top of the afternoon to you, Steve. Hello there. Did you see uh, Blake uh, Topmeyer's article in USA Today? I did not. Uh, it kind of reminded us that Spurrier's home record here in the swamp was 68-5. and five. That's amazing. Yes, it is. And so hopefully, as you mentioned earlier, this is going to be a mark in the timeline that things change. Um, let's go ahead and do the pick, Steve. Uh, I'll just go bottom up here. Colorado State, Colorado. I go prime. BYU, Arkansas. Hogs. Penn State, Illinois. Uh, Penn State. Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Rebels. Carolina, Georgia. Uh, I'd like to see Carolina give them a game, but it's going to be Georgia. LSU, Mississippi State. Tigers. T- uh, Tennessee, Florida, score what? Steve, I see it 34-23 U.S., and the reason is the education of adversity. The mistakes we made in that first game, coaching staff and players learn from it, and we, we apply the principles in, in the right direction Saturday. All right. Thank you, Emma. Appreciate the call. Uh, Adrian says, Coach Meyer used the term flip the script with regards to Billy's opportunity on Saturday. From a national perspective, the script on Billy isn't good. I feel like it's a huge put-up-or-shut-up game for him. And as far as he's wanting to be the offensive coordinator and play caller, unfortunately, I think the offense will not get it done. Adrian says, Tennessee 27, Florida 13. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey, um, hey Steve, you know um, – Straight to the Gator game. Listen, there's about three things that I'm concerned with and I want to have a look at real quick. Um, first of all is our right tackle position. Um, I hope that Billy schemed up, keep a tight end in there, maybe chip the running back up before he goes out into the flat. Because I tell you, man, um, Tennessee has some speed rushers. And um, if they have George out there one-on-one, it's going to be a long night, Steve. Um, secondly is the middle eight. Ever since Billy's been here, the last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half, have really been a mission for us, man. We've come up short in that loss. We've lost a couple of games because of that middle eight, and it was not good against Utah either. So it didn't change at all this year yet. So I'm looking at the middle eight. And then lastly, I think that the special teams chickens could come to roost, um, Steve, and I think that Tennessee could have their – Brandon James type of moment because D. Williams, their punt returner, kick returner, is a special talent. That, that guy's a playmaker. And I think my one of my predictions is that I think that they break one there. I think that they get a punt return touchdown on us. D. Williams gets one. And uh, and then the special teams will have to be really looked at, hopefully now, seriously. Um, I think the defense could hold up, Steve, but I think it's going to be one of those games where the dam's going to break like in the fourth quarter. Tennessee will get a couple touchdowns finally because of short field position or whatnot, you know, and, and I see it as a okay, – got to you know, have you wrap this up here, Tony. Game. Yeah, 27-13 Tennessee, unfortunately, Steve. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate you, Tony. Thank you. Uh, Lewis, hello. Hey, so, yeah, uh, I was looking at some stats about Alabama because I was suspicious about Alabama uh, losing to Texas, but my, my, uh, my suspicions are maybe someone got paid or a player got paid during that game or for that game. Cause you know, the code is 
what is it, cheat, steal, lie. And I think Texas has that maybe down. But that's just my opinion. Another thing is um, I was looking up Tennessee beat Alabama last year. They're good. They're good. Well, that's so, last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, maybe they're going to, you know, uh, you know, bring it over this year too. But we'll see. Well, they could. Um, yeah, they could. Uh, yeah, but that was it. Um, I would like to get my picks in too. All right. Uh, South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, LSU. Penn State, Illinois. I'm going to Illinois. I don't know why. Colorado State, Colorado. I'm a prime time guy, man. <laughs> I'm a big fan. BYU, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas. Gator scoring why? Gators score. I think they're going to be gentle, gentlemanly about it. Um, I would say, I would say, thirty-one to seventeen. Gators. Um, Gators losing, unfortunately. All right, Louis. Uh-huh. Thank you for your call. One twenty-eight. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 352 QC Kinetics. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. 
They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. You're looking at increasing clouds as we head into your Friday afternoon, and temperatures will find their way into the upper 80s. And thunderstorms are likely later on today, and chances will continue through this evening. The weekend starts off a little foggy, then scattered to widespread storms are likely to get going in the afternoon. Highs in the 80s. From UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. This is the Swamp. Snap back, looking left, throws, intercepted to Florida. Florida gets the stop. Florida begins SEC play against the Tennessee Volunteers. 15-10 to the house, touchdown, Gators! Kickoff is set for 7 Eastern, 6 Central, with pregame starting at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Last half hour here. Still time to get your picks in on prognostication Friday, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Ready? Uh, I, I may make this a, uh, a regular segment of the show during football season. It's called Do Numbers Lie? Okay? I'm going to throw this out at you. Gator offense. Oh, it's not very good. Pedestrian, you know, okay. And, and too long getting plays in, right? Well, in total offensive plays, right? Tennessee's run the most, 150. If my math is right, that's like 75 a game. South Carolina's run 147. LSU's run 146. Texas A&M's run 145. The Gators have run 139. Yeah. You know who's run the fewest? Kentucky, 112. So I think it's a myth when people say they, they don't run a lot of plays. They, they run, they're in the upper half of the league in offensive plays run, and that's going up against a good team in Utah as opposed to some of the cupcakes other SEC teams have played. Now, you want to get down to the nitty-gritty? Touchdown scored. Gators last in the SEC. Last. Eight. Tied with Missouri. Ole Miss has 14 in two games. Scoring defense. Georgia's given up five points a game. Florida's given up 15. Even though from a yardage standpoint, Florida has the best defense in the league. 
one of the best defenses in the country, giving up only 191 yards a game. And they have given up the fewest amount of plays. 93 plays in two games. That's pretty good. That means they're getting teams off the field. I think that is going to be a huge statistic in this game. If Tennessee runs 75 plays a game, Florida gives up about, what, 47 a game? Who wins that? Who wins that? I think there's a lot of hidden numbers when it comes to this game. Adam, hello. I absolutely agree with you, Steve. Uh, you really uh, hit the nail on the head there, my man. Um, great show as usual, brother. Let me get the picks out of the way, my man. Uh, Colorado State, Colorado. Colorado. BYU, Arkansas. Arkansas. Penn State, Illinois. Penn State. Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Georgia. South Carolina. Well, no. Oh, Georgia Tech. Okay. South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia. All right. LSU, Mississippi State. Man, I got to take the dogs. I hate LSU. Gators scoring what? Uh, well, Gators going to win this game, man, and it's going to be a defensive battle. Everybody's thinking huge offenses, but you hit the nail on the head, man. Our defense is something serious. I watched some tape on them, dude. They are making leaps and bounds um, changes. I think that we're going to win this game 27-17 Gators. And like I, like I told you yesterday, my man, Billy Napier has to show – he's got to put all his cards on the table right here. This is his game, man. Go Gators. Thanks, Steve. Okay, Adam. Thank you. By the way, somebody mentioned about Saban being on Pat McAfee's show. When he was asked about retirement, he says it's kind of laughable that people think he's going to retire soon. He says he feels great and he loves it. So that doesn't sound like a guy – that's going to retire soon, does it? I don't. I don't think so. Um, and by the way, um, give uh, Miami a little credit. Now they played with Thune last night, but they did not have uh, anybody or any kind of a letdown, right? Um, and they also are starting to hit it on the recruiting trail. Armando Blunt is now part of Miami's 2025 recruiting class. Florida was after him, as was just about everybody else. Uh, but he has verbally committed there. So there you go. Uh, all right, we got some emails here to get to. And again, it's Prognostication Friday. So uh, I'm, I'm interested. I would probably say today it's been what, maybe... 70-30, would that be right, you think? Maybe 65-35 in terms of you know, fans picking Florida as opposed to picking Tennessee? Um, let's see. I think it's James says, Napier struggles to get the lead at home. Offense becomes predictable. Field goals instead of touchdowns. Defense holds their own. Gators win time of possession but lose the game 28-20. to Tony's got Colorado, Georgia, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Penn State, BYU, 31-20 balls. He thinks they score late to put it away. Todd says, so a Georgia fan calls and says he's not trolling. 
If Georgia loses a game with that cupcake schedule, they should be delusional more than any Florida fan. They had delusional grandeur for 40 years. Keys to upsetting Tennessee. Defense, he says, containing uh, contain quarterback pressure, get in the backfield but stay lane disciplined, and tackle, especially in the open field. Offense, take what the defense gives. When they adjust, go over the top to stretch horizontally, keep Merch's uniform clean. Predicts 31-27 Florida. Also Colorado, Arkansas, Penn State, Mississippi State, Georgia, and uh, Ole Miss. Uh, BB says uh, Colorado keeps rolling. Georgia, but maybe closer than expected. Upset special. I didn't. I didn't have this game, but he picks Missouri to beat Kansas State. Uh, his undergrad school, Mississippi State, both playing at home. Uh, don't really know how good their favored opponents actually are. Uh, he thinks LSU 27, Mississippi State 24, Gators 24 and Tennessee 21. Uh, Brandon wants to get my opinion on turf on the football field, especially with Rodgers and Anthony Richardson saying his late-game injury was due to his knee falling down on the turf and how hard and uncomfortable it was. What would even be the benefits of playing on that turf with all the increased complaints from multiple players? Way above my pay grade, Brandon, but I can tell you this. The NFL, the players have complained for years about some of the playing conditions in some of the stadiums that have turf for whatever the reason. Um, Turf's cool to walk on, but apparently not very fun to play on. Um, So uh, it's funny. Cody Joe says uh, regarding Saban, you're correct. He doesn't sound like a guy who's going to consider hanging it up soon, but he also didn't sound like a guy who was about to leave the Dolphins for Alabama either. Okay. William says, uh, come on, man, you're using a two-game sample size when you're talking about plays per game. Of course I am. That's the only sample size I can use. What other sample size would you like me to use? That's the games that have been played. He says, look what Billy's done over his career, where there's others like a hypel. UT runs far more plays than Billy does. True. That's a, I, that's, I agree. Each game's unique, so history is just that, but a two-game sample size is meaningless to me, especially considering opponents. Well, it isn't meaningless to me, William, because that's what I have to go on. So you're going to tell me then that a sample size of five games is meaningless. When has it become meaningful? That's all we have to go on at this point. I'm giving you facts. We can go into those numbers certainly more, and there's no nothing wrong with taking a deeper dive, I'm just giving you numbers. That's what they are. Um, Scott says, regarding the Florida-Tennessee game, I see the Gators being under enormous pressure to win to prove they're ready to move up from the middle of the SEC pack and be competitive again. Tennessee's under pressure to win to prove they're still as good as they were last year, and they're thinking about winning the East, the conference, and getting to the playoffs. In your opinion, which team is under the most pressure? Without question, Florida. Look, I get it. The Tennessee's lost, you know, 75 straight games here. I get it. But if you lose on the road, it's not as bad as losing at home. There is enormous pressure on Florida to win this game. If the Gators don't take any steps backward, I see them winning 30-20, to 20, he says, in a wild night in the swamp. Boxing Jim, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, well, what's the consensus? The majority of uh, people picking Florida? Yes. Not by a lot, but yes, a majority, I would say. I, I, I just tuned in because I've been busy. But, uh, well, uh, 
I guess they're using their heart more than their head. I, I, man, I, I hope I can call you Monday. Uh, well, are you going to have your post game? Yes. Okay, it'll be kind of late. I don't know if I'll be up that late. But I hope I can call you Monday and tell you how happy I am that I was wrong. But I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I I can't see Florida winning. I just, I'm gun shy with my, with my Gators because of last year. And I know there's a, a lot of different players and, and everything is different this year. I understand that. Tennessee's not as good this year. I understand that. But uh, I'm just very concerned about Tennessee winning, and I, I hope I'm wrong. Go well, uh, thank you, Jim. Here, go here's, ahead. Here's, no, go ahead. Yeah, here's the thing. I certainly understand that. But if you take this matchup last year, just this matchup, in a 6-7 and seven season, Billy Napier was the riverboat gambler in this game, went for a bunch of fourth downs, made a bunch of fourth downs, and yes, Anthony Richardson had the game of his life there last year, but Florida had a chance to win the game. Had a chance to win the game in Knoxville. So so that tells me, at home, with a less dynamic offense, at least I think so, than what Tennessee had last year, if they were competitive with them last year, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be competitive this year. Well, I guess so. I guess so. And then uh, Mertz is more experienced. Yeah, uh, Richardson did have a good game in Knoxville last year. And he he, he done some good things uh, uh, Sunday against uh, uh, the Jaguars, which I'm a Jaguar fan. And I wish him the best, but then he did throw a little bit of uh, rookie-itis, I guess, uh, a couple of times there. Most rookies have rookie-itis. Yeah, they, they do. Okay. Uh, anyway, go Gators. Ho- hope I can call you Monday and say, yay, I'm so glad I was wrong. All right, Jim. Thank you for your call. Uh, by the way, Gators today in cross country opened their season. Women finishing first, the men third at the Mountain Dew Invitational, which was held here. So congratulations to both of those teams. Um, Keith and Charlotte says, in a recent press conference, Coach Napier said our offense needs to stay on schedule in regards to getting into third and short situations. To me, that signals the offense doesn't have explosive talent or a competent medium-range passing attack. Let me, let me ask you this question, Keith. Were you here when Urban Meyer was here? If you were, if I had every time, if I had a nickel for every time Urban Meyer said we have to stay on schedule, I could go out and buy a steak right now. It has nothing to do with explosiveness or not explosiveness. Did you hear Urban Meyer today in talking about this game? But he says, uh, I also heard Shane say Coach Burrier's teams were not afraid of third and long. What are your thoughts on an offensive scheme that bogs down if something as simple as a false start puts it too far behind schedule to be effective? It's a there's a question of I, I don't know what Coach Spurrier's offense did in third and nine. I don't have it in front of me. But they didn't talk about it. Other coaches do. But I think Urban Meyer's winning percentage, Keith, is pretty good. Look it up. And he talked incessantly about staying on schedule. He had a chart. I saw it in the office, where he would have every percentage of third and five, third and eight from the 40, and the percentage of, of uh, what that would be for success rate. That's how, to the nth degree, they were. 
So he says, what are your thoughts on an, off, an offensive line scheme that bogs down of something as simple as a false start puts it too far behind schedule? And outside of the trash gear, an offensive holding call spelled doom for that particular series. Once again, I, I don't have it in front of me, Keith. Most teams that get a penalty like that, they won't make a first down. They won't. That's how it is. I, some team, are some teams better at it than others? You bet. Yes. Tennessee, for example, probably would be better at it just from you know what they do. But the staying on schedule thing, I got no problem with. 147 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Emma Pastis. Florida Gator football looks to face the Vols tomorrow evening in Ben Hill Griffin with the sold-out stadium. Coverage for the game begins here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Also, don't miss the big game for the third-ranked Gator volleyball team this weekend as they will play the number one-ranked Wisconsin at home on Sunday. The team remains undefeated after beating the Seminoles in five sets on Tuesday. In soccer, tonight the Gators will play Mizzou as they look to bounce back after losing to the Seminoles earlier this week. Catch full coverage of the game here at 6.45 tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Emma Pastis. At International Diamond Center, you can take your time and design and meticulously create the most unique, most exquisite ring imaginable. But if that's not your thing, we understand. And that's why we created the IDC Signature Collection. Ready-to-wear rings at every price point. It's a complete ring that's already done. We pick out the small diamonds, and we pick out the center diamond, and it's assembled, and it gets our stamp of approval. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People like this because of the value that they're receiving because they're getting a complete ring without having to piece it together themselves. Even if your budget is $1,000, IDC has a ring you can take with you today with a quality, stylish setting and a GIA-certified diamond. We did all the hard work for you. Listen, we're the experts. Our job is to pick the right diamond for the right setting at the right price point. And I think we do a pretty good job of it. Discover the no-stress IDC Signature Collection. Buy it today. Propose with it tonight. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point. Online at shopidc.com. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. 
At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. See you at The Social at Midtown. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today and learn more with Mary on Demand. Take the self-guided education series at your own pace. You'll decide what you'd like to learn and when. Visit mary.famu.edu to learn more. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Mary, educate, learn, talk. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Final segment here. Williams says, I want to give the volleyball team props for keeping their composure at FSU. All the bad calls by the refs. Every challenge was overturned in FSU's favor. Uh, yeah, that's and, – and look, I'm not saying those calls weren't properly made, but when that starts to steamroll like that against you and you're on the road, it takes a little fortitude to overcome it, and they did. By the way, uh, Gator Baseball has released its new schedule. They will start the season February 16th. They're going to have an Eastern flavor here uh, to the early schedule. Florida opens up at home with the Johnnies. St. John's coming down here. Uh, And then Columbia will be here for a series. This year we go to lovely Miami and Coral Gables for three. And then St. Mary's is here. I mean, look. I know nothing about those teams. Uh, it isn't like you're playing, you know, Texas or somebody like that. But maybe they're pretty good and just don't know it. Uh, and we, we mentioned the SEC schedule. Uh, they will play JU this year. They'll play the Florida State series like they always do, you know, home, home, and neutral. Uh, they play North Florida on the schedule. Stetson's on the schedule. FAU's on the schedule. UCF is on the schedule. 
Uh, I mentioned JU, so that's pretty cool. So they play, you know, most of the in-state teams as well, and not too many. And they play USF here too late. Uh, they don't play Florida A&M this year, which is interesting. And I don't think they play Bethune either. No, they do. Yes, they do. I'm sorry. They play them late in February. So, But if you want to check out the schedule, it's posted. And uh, before you know it, that'll start. It just it's so, it happens so quickly. You know, here we are, what, it's how many months away? Five months away? But it goes by pretty quick. Uh, okay, we'll get our last uh, emails, calls here, whatnot. By the way, there's a report out, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, apparently, Alabama is going to make a quarterback change. Uh, you know, Buckner, the Notre Dame transfer, may get the start in this game. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Rob, hello. Steve, I appreciate you doing the show. Let me get my picks, and then we'll go from there. Penn State, Illinois. I'm going with the Nittany Lions. BYU, Arkansas. Arkansas. Colorado State, Colorado. Buffalo. Georgia Tech, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Carolina, Georgia. Too much offense. Um, Georgia. LSU, Mississippi State. LSU. And Gator score and why? Gator score, um, we've got to at least put 30 up. And um, I'll say 31. And if our defense plays strong and, and um, gets off the field, and we can um, achieve, like Mervyn Meyer says, get get some drives established, and then um, make it a game of fundamentals. Let's play as a team. Thirty-one, twenty-four, Florida. Let's go, baby. Okay. Thank you, Steve. All right. Thank you, uh, Porter. Hello. Hey, Steve. Um, I heard uh, uh, came in late on uh, Coach Wise' um, interview. Did she address specifically any of the uh, the challenge overturns? Nope. And a specific. Okay. Okay. So I didn't ask. That's. One, I didn't ask. That's it, in the past. I don't look in the past. You. I look ahead. Well, no, I, I understand. The the, the 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 announcers commented on the first one it, it, that uh, they but the refs aren't allowed to use our cameras. Okay. Uh, it, I, it, it, I, I was just curious. Okay. Um, Florida over Tennessee. I'm going to go. Uh, funky score. How about uh, 32-26? <laughs> and that ends up being 58, which I think is right at the total. Um, and uh, free pick. I gave you Northwestern last week. Went in by 31. How, let's go with Rutgers beating at Virginia Tech. Have a good weekend. Be All fair. right, Thanks. Porter, thank you. Appreciate the call. Uh, well, we will see what happens from here. There is no question. Oh, by the way, I had a couple of people email me and said they were sorry they missed Urban Meyer, go on our social media. It's going to be reposted. You can certainly hear it. And it was a terrific interview with him, too. And if you want to get a good primer for Florida-Wisconsin in volleyball, Mary Wise here. You can listen to that interview on our platforms as well. And really uh, appreciated both of them coming on here today. Uh, Don't forget, tomorrow... Our first and ten pregame show comes your way at 3 p.m. We are live at the University of Florida Bookstore in the Rights Union. Shane and I will be there. Uh, stop by and say hello. Uh, and there'll be a load of people here. That's for sure. As uh, and and look, I, I'm going to end and just say this. I do agree that there is 
a lot of pressure to win this game on Florida. No doubt. However, should Florida lose, you know what's going to happen. Uh, you, you and I both know what's going to happen. But it's not the end of the world. Unless Florida just collapses here if they do lose tomorrow, Napier's going to get another chance. He'll get a third year. But it might be where next year, two years from now, as a Gator fan, you look back and say, this was the beginning of the turning point of the program. That's how important I think this game is. I think he realizes it. I think the players on this team realize it. So we'll see what happens. Thanks to Jamie for producing the show today. We thank you for listening and tuning in. Enjoy the game tomorrow, and then we'll join you also in the Extra Point postgame show afterward to get your thoughts on the game. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. W251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. All season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents The Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. One SEC team has an easy enough path for a playoff-changing upset tomorrow. One giant problem. Chuck Oliver Show on Friday. How are y'all? And yes, it's real. This is not just media hype and, oh, get them to click. I don't think that I ask you to click anything. When I say that one SEC team's got a very uh, easy enough, easy enough path to an upset tomorrow that truly would change the playoffs, I am talking about one SEC team. That's the Florida Gators. And when I say easy enough path to upset the playoff-minded Tennessee balls, yeah. In fact, I would say there is an entire gumbo of not only reasons that I know are true and real and cannot be changed, advantage Florida, like some things that are in place that I know, and then there is that very easy, I think, attainable path in a lot of scenarios. Giant problem with that is I'm not certain if UF can execute it. When I talk about there is, and this is, by the way, tomorrow, I, there are good enough games kind of all around college football, depending on who you attended or graduated from or who you wager on, et cetera. 
if you're looking for just in general some good football tomorrow, SEC is probably where you're going to be anchored. Like you're going to peer down at noon or 11 a.m. Central. LSU, Mississippi State, you're going to go on from there. You're going to see if South Carolina can do something, and then when they don't protect, you're going to turn over and see how bad Alabama's beaten South Florida, but you're still interested. Get past all of that. 7 o'clock tomorrow night, it's going to look right again. It's going to look like the main event. And I talk about that every Saturday. There's a main event. And it's supposed to be that 3.30 Saturday thing that CBS does and now ABC's poaching. Heath, will that be on ABC or ESPN going forward? ABC? I believe they're planning to take it to ABC. Yeah, they're going big stake. Everybody gets it. It's free. So it's the main event, brother. And Tennessee and Florida, 7 o'clock? Swamp? Florida Field, I believe, but, you know, only Gators get out alive. 7 o'clock. Imagine Monday coming in. And I'm just going to skip past a couple of the particulars, and I'll just get, I'm going to get to the part where Florida wins. We come in on Monday. My gosh, we should have seen it. We should have seen it. All right, why would we say that? Because there really is only one path, and I think it's a pretty easy to understand, and it's one that we have talked about on this show. What we know about Tennessee that is factual and is not going to change, they're on the road in the conference, and they don't play great defense. They have to this point against Virginia and Austin P. but Tennessee is not a great defensive team. So when you're on the road in the conference, and that's for anybody, and I say that every single week, and boy, do it hold. Go on the road in the conference, and it can get weird. Clemson at Duke, I don't think happens if it's at Death Valley. And then they don't play great defense. You know what great, don't play great defense means you're always giving the other team an opportunity. So those are the fixed, they're they're in place, man. It's not an opinion, they're facts. The easy enough path that in a lot of cases would be easy to execute, UF might be able to do, might, might be able to do the two things it needs to on on its end which is play keep away, that's the first thing, and no turnovers. So, easy enough, play keep away. What does that mean? It means run the ball. No turnovers. You mean win the turnover battle. No, I mean no turnovers, and I'm going to get to that in a second. That's why I'm saying this path, this easy-to-understand path, it gets more narrow the more we discuss it. Because most times you say, you got to win the turnover battle. I'm saying in this setting, no turnovers. And if you can play keep away, which is run the ball, snap it on four, we all know what that is, and no turnovers, this is a real enough scenario, but there is zero room to navigate off that path. Your offense is too different than Tennessee's. For instance, this is what I'm talking about. Your your offense is too different than UT's to trade turnovers. So that's what I'm saying. You can't, like, We had two turnovers, but Tennessee had three. I don't think a short field means as much to Tennessee's offense as it does to you. So when I say we're not trading turnovers, you you may get the ball on the 41-yard line and still not be able to score if you're Florida. That's what I'm – like, you can't give Tennessee anything. Can't give them – you can't miss a scoring opportunity of your own. You can't give them a short field at all. 
And so that's why I'm saying it's not just trade turnovers and we wound up with one fewer. I'm saying you can't have any turnovers. So, so that's the first thing, and that's why that path gets a little narrow. Keep away means running the ball. And if you get behind two scores, folks, that's done. Now, the big tough reason that I'm saying it's an easy enough path to understand, and in a lot of cases, it's not hard to execute. You know what to do. It's called running the ball and slow playing it, bleeding it, letting the air out. But it's running the ball and playing better defense than Tennessee. Well, that sounds like something we could do. It sounds like something that a team should be able to do when it's at home in conference play against an opponent who itself has not had a stellar first two weeks, especially on offense. Defense, the numbers are great, but the Austin P game throws that out of whack. So what makes all of this more difficult is we started with a very easy, I mean, how many teams this weekend will say, we want to control the line of scrimmage on offense, which means run the ball, play keep away. And we don't, no turnovers. They'll say win the turnover battle. But I'll say no turn. That seems like pretty basic stuff. With Florida, however, it's vital because I don't think there's a plan B. And with Florida, it gets even narrower. So it is, it's the path for the Gators, whereas another team may have options. And it gets real narrow real quick. Now, the reason I bring that up is if you do veer left and all of a sudden you're down 27 to 7, Close your eyes, like everybody, unless you're driving. Right now, close your eyes and view UF down three touchdowns. It's now a Joe Milton, Graham Mertz shootout. What's going through your mind about right now? What's going through my mind is this quickly goes from maybe a two-score game, three-score game, into it's one of those blowouts. And I only think that that happens if Florida helps them. So I think this is a striking range game for the Gators. I think that overall, absolutely at home, they could win this game. And I've been real clear about what I think their entire season is going to be. I've been clear with that since before spring practice. And I'm not wavering one bit. I still think I know how this turns out, big picture. I've said I think Florida wins five or six games this year. That's it. This season is already done. There's no chance to really excel and overachieve and get catch Georgia, get closer to Georgia. That's not what this is. That's not what this season's about. So I'm already on record with that. But you still take it week by week. What happened against Utah? We talked about it on the program two weeks ago. I used. I said I. I suspect Florida is going to be a disorganized mess. And I think that going out to play a team like Utah, how they're coached and recruited and trained and practice and how they call plays and how they're, I think, do we know how many plays uh, Utah ran? I think Utah ran 44 plays. 44, I think it was 44 plays. It might've been like 51 actually. Yeah. Because the first play was 70 yards and then like the next 51. That's not a real total. But Utah realized that's all we have to do tonight. If Florida can, I said this is a striking, this is a you're within striking distance sort of game. If Florida can keep this thing there in the second half, 
then, okay, I kind of like their chances a little bit to continue to bleed this thing out. The problem is that I think middle of the second quarter, they're going to be looking for plan B, and they simply do not have one. Um, if Florida State has an opponent where they want to come out and just you know play big man mash ball on the line of scrimmage, I think that they have that as an option, and a plan B may be their quarterback being the running game, and plan C may be drop back bombs away. By the way, do you realize that against a particular opponent, Mike Norvell would have the choices to start with the passing game or start with let's get Jordan on the perimeter today and we'll boot and sprint out and half rolls and we'll do like Mike Norvell can spin a wheel and start with any of them. Billy Napier has a much more narrow path and it literally it has one option. He's in that showcase showdown. It's got to land on the dollar. And if it does, Montrell and Trevor and all that, then then there's good times ahead. A couple quick things. Uh, 45 plays for Utah for 270 yards in that game. And also, uh, I was under the impression there would be a simulcast because Fowler and Herb Street are on this game, and they normally do the ABC game. However, backyard brawl, Pitt and West Virginia is on ABC. So even though you've got the big crew and the yeah. big feature, it is an ESPN exclusive. So that's Tennessee and Florida tomorrow night. And again, Florida six, uh, sits as a six-point dog. So... Like I said, this isn't striking. Well, Chuck, you've talked about Florida so much. Yeah, that's. I think Tennessee's going to win. This ain't supposed to be forty-eight to thirteen. Florida again. There's talent on the roster. Didn't know it out in Salt Lake City. And the point I was making against a coach and a program and a team and the lines of scrimmage like that. He did exact. He played the game that Florida can play against Tennessee. Unless it's the middle of the second quarter and they're down 21 to 6. So it's out there, brother. The We had Shane Matthews on yesterday. Was it yesterday or Wednesday? Yeah, yesterday. And so I believe Shane said, well, and he pointed out something that I'd seen as recently as like last Saturday night and then last Sunday and then Monday that I want to get this right. Florida has not lost at home to Tennessee. Since 2003. All right, I'm going to flip that around. Tennessee hasn't beaten UF in Gainesville since 2003. Now, that was, I was going to say the Ron Zook game. Disclaimer, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ron Zook. I think, I mean, him being in the game. I think college football is more fun with Ron Zook in it. With Chuck Amato. Like, there are certain guys, the game's more fun. That wasn't the Ron Zook game. That was a Ron Zook game. There were things that worked against Ron Zook head coached teams that didn't work against anybody else. And I remember, like, I'm sitting in my living room. I'm watching that game. I think it was an early game on a Saturday. And right before halftime, do you know what everybody does in, like, the eighth grade game when your dad's the coach? If you're on, like, your own 40-yard line and you got a timeout left with three seconds before halftime, because it's amateur night, and you think it may be on the other sideline as well, not at the end of the game, at halftime. You call a timeout and heave one in the end zone because, you know, uh, we got a timeout left. Tennessee did that against Florida, and it worked. They called a timeout. Yeah, we got a timeout. Just heave it in the end zone. And I'm like, that never works. What are you doing? Calling a timeout. He's like, yeah, just try it. Touchdown. Stuff worked against Ron's hook teams. Didn't work against anyone else. And that was the case as well. So the whole point is, think of all the Florida coaches you haven't beaten in the last. You, Urban, you get a pass. 
You didn't. You didn't. You didn't beat Boom. Didn't beat Mullen. Didn't beat McElwain. Didn't beat any of them. So that's where it sits now, and it's more anecdotal than anything. It may happen tomorrow, but uh, there is a path, and they can't execute it. We'll know early. All right, we'll take a break. Get into it next. Harris Cherokee Casinos are a short drive from Atlanta and will turn your fun road trip into an epic escape. Harris Cherokee Valley River Casino and Hotel, that's in Murphy, North Carolina. Got everything you need for a quick gambling getaway, slots, blackjack, craps, roulette, all of it. And if you're looking to turn your escape into the ultimate gambling adventure, head to Harris Cherokee Casino Resort in Cherokee, North Carolina for their new and expanded poker room, a huge sports viewing area, over 2,900 Vegas-style slots and table games, golf at Sequoia National Golf Club and so much more and the sports book at Harris Cherokee Casinos are now open. Bet on pro and collegiate sports at two perfectly tailored gambling getaways. Visit HarrisCherokee.com for details. Must be 21 years of age or older to enter the casino floor and to gamble and must present a valid state or federal photo ID upon request. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 an enterprise of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-479-0931. 800-479-0931. That's 800-479-0931. Broken bricks, falling fences, damaged doors. <laughs> Gorilla Glue, of course. Gorilla Glue is incredibly strong, 100% waterproof, and bonds.